0: Yo, what's good everybody, fees. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back, welcome back. Another week, another conversation. Chris. Yes, sir. <laughs> listen, man, I got to tell you a story. Oh, man, I'm excited. I about, like when you had these I, stories. I, about how we met these newest roommates.
1: And I like that when they are like right here and they don't know
0: how you're going to tell it. <laughs> it's good. I'm going yeah. to tell the story. <laughs> so, w- went out watching the Canelo fight. What were well, your thoughts about the fight? I watched the UFC fight, so I didn't see the didn't Canelo see it. fight. It was a Ford though. Well, I
1: missed, I missed the fight, but I heard Canelo lost. And yes. It was like, I mean, when you go up to big boy ranks, you got to, you know what I mean? 100%. So, I was surprised,
0: though. 100%. So, I expected him to come back strong. Okay. Watching the Canelo fight, mm-hmm. out with the boys. One of my, uh, a woman walks by, and one of my friends was like, that woman's a dime. <laughs> Do I know this friend? Yeah, you do. Ah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like that woman's a dime. <laughs> Who would say that? Out. Loud? <laughs> <laughs> and that was and an I have an idea. I was like, yeah, she's a beautiful girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, we continued out the night. Later on that night, I'm walking. Yeah. This girl starts walking towards me. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I was like, man, my powers isn't working <laughs> yeah. nowadays. I don't know if it's the marriage or what. Like, it's not, it's not coming to me. <laughs> and she walks up to me, and she's yeah. like. I know who you are. She's yeah, not, not with that kind of <laughs> Listen, there's no way. Listen. <laughs> there's no way. Like, oh, those. one of those nights. Was like, it's one of those nights. And then I was like, have I met you before? She's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> like, I'm like, are you sure? Like, I, I never met you. I feel like i met you before. Because I was like, a, you know, confused with people. And she's like, yeah. no, you haven't. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, so what's, what's the problem? What's going on? Hey, hey, so energy. Energy. I know your show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, let's <laughs> talk. Have
1: you been a like this before?
0: Not, not not with this kind of yeah. oh, Not you. with right. this kind <laughs> of this. I post any time, but not with this kind of this. Yeah. So you sit down, we're talking, and she made a comment that we she felt like I was so-and-so's, to use a better word, like a puppet or An apprentice of a certain person. (laughs) Apprentice. (laughs) Of a certain content creator. I got you. you. And I was like, okay, like, let's talk. And then then she made reference that she watches Jared's podcast.
1: Mm, So that took a turn. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That definitely took a turn. And I'm like, okay, okay. Shout out to Jared. Shout out to Jared. Jared." And then she was like, be honest with you. I had a perception of you. I thought you were this, mm. but I'm op- I'm open to getting to know you, That's and good. seeing and hearing more about what's going on, what you guys are doing. We sat down, talked for like 45 minutes. Great conversation, beautiful. And and what I liked about the conversation is that I think in today's world, especially on the internet, a lot of times we we judge people, and then we count them out. Yeah whether they're celebrities or even men, women, black, white, Christian, Jewish, you, you have these generalizations from online and you count them out and you're not even willing to have a conversation. Yeah. You're setting your mind, oh, Chris is light-skinned, he's like this. Chris is this, he's that. And, and, and no one will give you the opportunity to actually show who you really are. Yeah. So, for her to show who I really was, I was really grateful for the opportunity to allow this individual to know I am not the perception that may have been out, but also acknowledge, I understand why. Yeah. Yeah. And so I say, you know what? We need to have a conversation on the podcast. Mm-hmm. She agreed to do it, and she's here today. Oh, man. That's <laughs> so guys, please welcome to the show, the one and only Mariah and Megan. Uh,
2: well, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm uh, glad I made such a good
0: impression. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's so you. <laughs> Oh, well, so, la- so ladies, I know who you are, For the audience who don't know who you are and what you do, can you give a bit of an elevator pitch synopsis?
2: All right. Well, my name's Mariah. I'm a physical therapist in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I'm really open to having conversations like this about health and fitness, about relationships, um, and just learning more about other people. That's why I love what I do, my job, and yeah, I just love hearing about different people's stories and perspectives.
3: Mm. My, hi, my name is Megan <laughs> Francisco Harris. Okay. I just recently
0: <laughs> is relocated. Is that your middle name or is that your hyphen name? Uh,
3: so it's yeah. not, it's your maiden name. Yet. Yeah, it's my maiden name. Francisco is my maiden okay, name. Cool. Okay, cool. But we're still working it out.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> All right.
4: But
3: yes, he's about to be a Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> <My> but <laughs> So I recently relocated from Houston to Atlanta, my husband. I like to say from like nine to five, I'm a physical therapist. And then from five to nine, I have a podcast with my husband where we talk about relationships. Um, It's called Get It Together, together spelled T-W-O-G-T-H-E-R. And beyond that, I co-operate a business here in Dallas called Crawfish Time, and I'm building a mobile PT clinic in Atlanta. So like, <laughs> you know, came
1: like her, full, her, her full resume, <laughs> yeah. fully sealed. Yeah. So what was this energy that you, uh, that you came with my homie about? Like, what, what was it? Like, I need, I need your version of the story.
2: Okay. My version of the story was kind of similar, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so I recognized him because not only do I watch him, his podcast, I've seen I originally started watching Shan's podcast. And so I watched Shan, I watched Jared, enjoy the podcast. And then y'all's videos from a while, I think for since like 2020, since you guys, I guess, really popped off, y'all's content had been coming up on my YouTube, like for you, like my homepage. And so I would watch like videos here and there and stuff like that. So I really got interested in kind of the whole discussion about, The guy's perspective of relationships, the whole building a high value man and what that means from the man's perspective. And so I always like hearing how different people have different takes on, you know, relationships and stuff like that. So whenever I saw him out, i had already seen some of like the videos that he had made. And I was like, okay, well, we got some things that I agree with, (laughs) and some things that I don't. Now, how he had mentioned that I watched Jared's podcast, I had seen that how he was on Enjoy the Podcast before, and how he was kind of saying how he, you were kind of like open to. You were trying to change your perspective on certain situations. Cause, I
0: told you that's not what well, I that, said. Not,
2: that's not what you said. <laughs> that's not okay. Well, what's going on? Sorry, I fell off my, okay, so for me, how I interpreted okay, that okay, conversation, okay, okay. how I interpreted it yeah. was, you realized that y- your audience might have been um, misinterpreting what you were actually trying to say in your delivery, and how you were trying to. Actually, get your point across to mm-hmm. you know make a high value man what that meant, and so I was really open to hearing you know kind of like not your new perspectives but the new delivery of like what you what you had to bring to the table yeah. and that's why I'm here today yeah. yeah yeah I
1: always was curious about like how women look at us as far as like the roommates like I don't like I don't know how they view us have you get, have you been like experiencing that or wondering that? I I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how do, how do you think that women view you guys?
1: Um I don't know honestly. I haven't really nobody really kind of just like talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. I've seen like some comments but I'm more of just like I've been in the game for 6 years so the comments mm-hmm. really don't really mean much to me cuz some people, you know, they you know, they do what yeah. they do. Yeah. But as far as like women actually talking to me about it, mm-hmm. I really have no idea cuz I I don't Get no bad vibe from women. Nobody ran up on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know I,
4: mean? I never run uh, I never
1: You know, know, occasionally I would get in the DM from time to time about just like being thanked or you know like they appreciate what we do. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes when we go on a certain platform, I can see like oh they 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 put us in this category. You mm-hmm. know with. uh you know, with some of the people that we not necessarily associate with, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I see it. But then again, no, no woman really just kind of like talk to me about it. So that's why I asked. Yeah. You know.
2: So I guess, first of all, I really do appreciate the, the content obviously that you guys make. I love the fact that you guys make content for men who are trying to better themselves and you guys help them along their journey to do that. Um, I think that's really cool. And I guess some of the points that I um, have disagreed with in the past were just the idea that women are a certain way and try and expect certain things from a man that I don't always think that all women expect or all women act. Um, and so.
1: So it was like the overgeneralization? Yeah, I guess okay. like
2: overgeneralization. There would be some times where I'd be like, well, they you guys would talk about how um, women operate in relationships or just day to day or on the Internet and I'm like, well, that's not necessarily how me and my friends may navigate through
3: those certain situations. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: What about you, Megan?
3: Well, so this is actually my first time, I guess, like interacting with your podcast and your content like this week. So I would say as far as my like first impression from what I really got from you guys, like I enjoy the conversation. It seems like you guys are trying to give men tips as mm-hmm. far as like how to increase themselves when it comes to things that are important to so, like their physical health, emotional health, spiritual health. So I'm like, I'm just interested, I guess, like in how, what you heard that they said that kind of like didn't sit right because like my first reaction to you guys was like, Oh, this is like, great. It's like a positive platform to have. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, I guess listening and trying to figure it out. Cause yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, I think to me what happens is, there's two different kinds of women. Let's generalize. <laughs> let's, let's generalize. <laughs> let's do exactly what they get mad about. So there's two, two kinds of women. There's an the ideal woman. And there's a whole bunch of women in between, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just start with positive five, negative five, these two polar opposites. One group of, of, of women, I would find that they are very, they have more of a positive leaning when it comes to men. Mm-hmm. And so, because of that, they have a, a, they, they have an easier appetite-consuming male content. And so, they, they would watch a video with us and they'll watch them and they'll like it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when Stefan Labossiere comes on the podcast, the women love that. They'll watch the video with us and they'll watch a bunch of stuff with us and they'll like it. And so, in their brain, oh, these are the good guys who are trying to do good things. Yeah. And then when they hear things that they don't like, in their brain, they're like, ah, oh, I dislike that, but overall, I like these guys. Mm -hmm. So, they're the women who are a little bit more, in my opinion, leaning towards positivity when it comes to men. But women who are leaning more towards negative emotion when it comes to men, what ends up happening is that they usually get introduced to our content through something that gets them going, Mm -hmm. right? So, it can be a viral clip, a viral video, never a full conversation. They watch that, it triggers something in them emotionally and they're set in their mind. Mm-hmm. these guys are this these guys are that or if they hear us say something that reminds them of somebody else they automatically put us two two and two together mm-hmm. so what I found is I, one day I had a podcast episode where or a live stream where I was like if you have a disagreement with me like let's talk about it mm-hmm. because if be mad at me not for what you believe I said but for what I actually believe myself and when 99% of people who had an issue with what I had to say, it wasn't things that I said. It was things that other people said.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like even using that word "high value," man, we probably we probably use that word the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we don't, really, you, here, we don't but, really use but, that. Like we we use maybe a little bit, but when mm-hmm. everyone started using, we stopped using it. We don't we don't even think that. Like we talk more about character than value. So when people say you're teaching men to be high value. We don't really. We might use it for like an occasional clickbait video, once every seventy-five videos, but mm-hmm. we don't. That's not our message. Mm-hmm. That's with somebody else's message, and then people put those two two together. And so, what what I've noticed is that depending on your disposition, like for example, like a person like Megan, happily married, you know, sees a positive black man, so mm-hmm. she has not disposition to see the good. And maybe mm-hmm. something she disagrees with, but she she's so used to maybe being with her husband and realizing that you're not gonna agree with everything a man mm-hmm. says. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a bad Absolutely. person. Yeah. He sees the world differently than you. She's able to um, you know, digest it. Versus some women who are in no disrespect to their audience mm-hmm. are more on the, the the Jared side of the of the mm-hmm. spectrum. They are very sensitive and easily triggered. Mm-hmm. And once they're triggered, in my opinion, there's nothing you can do to convince them. Yeah. Like you're you're guilty and you can never be proven innocent. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I have a question. So whenever we're thinking about those two different types of women, the women that are able to digest the content that's positive in a way when it comes to things to see about men versus the ones that are negative, what do you feel like is like the difference between those two type of women? Like, what? Where do you think that comes from? And do you like- think that they could be the same?
0: What do you mean by that?
2: I mean that do you think you could not agree with something that somebody like you says but also think positively about somebody like you?
0: I, I think it goes back to how you feel about me. So, okay. that's why, I'm like, when people get mad at Chris, I'm like, this is how I know it's wrong. Chris mm-hmm. is the, the the nicest. Everything wrong with me is not wrong with him. Yes. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the tone guy. I'm the intense guy. I'm the mm-hmm. delivery guy. That's my problem. That's not his. Mm-hmm. So, when they say, oh, the roommates have a bad delivery, I'm like, no, Hafiz has a bad delivery at times, not the mm. roommates. So, mm-hmm. I see by proxy how he gets a lot of labels, that's not even his temperament or tendencies. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break to go ahead and talk to you guys about our amazing sponsors at Better Help Counseling. As I've said multiple times, I am not a counselor. Chris is not a therapist. We're simply men who like to have great conversations and share our opinions. But we still feel like a lot of you guys need counseling. You need therapy. You need additional support to help you on your journey to life. That's why we partner with BetterHelp guys BetterHelp offers you licensed professional counseling from the comfort of your own home and not just that one of the challenges people face with counseling is sometimes you may not like your counselor and you want to go to a different one and it is very difficult to change but better help makes it extremely easy guys go to betterhelp.com slash roommates to sign up today please men and women alike do not neglect your mental health Take this opportunity, take this year to make a commitment to becoming the best version of yourself. But you got to do so emotionally and going to counseling will drastically transform your life. Go to BetterHelp.com slash roommates. You'll be able to get a discount from our content. Thank you guys so much. Let's continue to get better and let's get back to this week's episode. Mm -hmm. So to your point, you're 100% right. There is a a, a situation where it's not necessarily every girl disagrees with me is a bad person, Mm -hmm. but when you demonize me, that's a difference. It's Mm -hmm. one thing to say, I don't like what they say, Mm -hmm. but when you're like, these guys are bad guys. These guys teach bad things. These Mm -hmm. guys are toxic. These guys are misogynist. When you start using that strong language, I'm like, Mm -hmm. if I was that, I'll be, I'll be future and I'll be Mr. Toxic, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I'll wear it. But you wear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But, and so, so to me that camp like for example, the last time we were on, on, on Jared's podcast mm-hmm. they were not... Chris was reading the comments, I wasn't. Yeah, I? I mean, it was... it was. Yeah. <laughs> wow. they, they weren't trying to listen and I under... Like, um, last story and we're going <laughs> to... When I was a kid I realized a lot of things about women because... Because of my temperament I realized because of who I am with a lot of women I, we we rub we 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 get very, a lot of friction between us. And one thing I realized was, when a woman was happy with me, everything that I did was good.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And when a woman was mad at me, everything I did was bad. And the same behaviors that were good when she was happy, were now bad when she was mad. And the same behaviors that were bad when she was mad, it was good when she was it was good when she was happy. Mm-hmm. So I realized that a lot of times based on someone's emotional temperament and the way they receive life, mm-hmm. they can really quickly shut you down based upon how they feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I
1: think too. I think it really depends on the person with, mm-hmm.
0: which on the positive, negative side. So yeah. it could be your
1: view, outlook of life, yeah. your outlook of men, your world experience, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, manipulation, they've been probably lied to by a man before. Any word mm-hmm. or any phrase that triggers them automatically go to the negative side so to me it's more so on them and to, honestly their lack of healing mm-hmm. because yeah. you can be healed and listen to somebody and not relive, like just cruelty you know talk about yeah. them or be good mm-hmm. to them uh so to me that's really the difference between a positive and a negative person
3: yeah mm-hmm. i think because i guess like that made me think about as far as myself why like i have a very positive outlook upon men i think it has a lot to do with how i grew up, like, Your experience, I, grew up with, yeah. mm-hmm, I mean uh in a household with the father that led and like, I've seen positive things from him. And so not that I didn't have negative experience as far as dating before I met my husband, but it's just that like when I see content about men and things, like I'm able to digest it in a way like, okay, like that's maybe one thing that most people wouldn't, I guess, agree with, Mm -hmm. but I understand there's different sides to people and I can be able to, compartmentalize like, okay, this is something that's positive, but I think it has to do with the fact that I've had lots of positive male role models.
1: It's
0: it's mm-hmm. everything.
1: Facts. That's a, it is everything. Yeah. Like, I could I can look at it, I'm sure he's probably saying too, but even for my sister, just being the like, she was around men, older men that were married and they were in their, you know, kids' life. So I never really just heard her bash men like I could see women talk about online because her experience was completely different from most mm-hmm. women. And that's why she's on the positive side.
0: Yeah. No, and I, I agree 100%. I, I really believe it's the, same, it's the same for men as well. So I don't want to just make it a woman's issue. But when a woman has a negative initial experience with men, that can occur one of two ways. Either the father was not there or the father was abusive if he was there. It shapes her reality moving forward. It's kind of like the person who has a negative experience with black people. Now your brain is triggered and you see all the wrong. That black people, it stands out a little bit more versus seeing the nuance in people of all different ethnicities. And then I mean, on top of that, the content they're consuming too. Yeah. So yeah. you you look at black people, you watch the
1: news, you're not gonna see the best content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with you know those negative women. If they consuming nothing but negative content about men. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be easy to find something mad about what yeah. else. Yeah, Any really any man. A hundred percent. You're gonna find something mad about a pastor.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're gonna
0: find something. I don't find hundred yeah. percent. And so and so that's that's what I've realized. Mm-hmm. And even for me with dating, that was the one thing I learned very quickly. Like, I look at your framework and I'm like, okay, I know for me to exist, I have to be with an understanding woman. I like that, the framework. You know? Like <laughs> a framework. so <It's laughs> fancy. <laughs> with framework. Yeah, you know? But like an understanding woman who understands the nuance in behavior versus a woman who's waiting for you to fail. Oh,
2: see, that's a tone to hundred. Yeah.
4: And I think when it comes me. to your
2: content, I don't think women are necessarily who might disagree with some of the things that you say. It's not saying that every woman, and even myself, disagreed with everything that you had to, you know, say or bring to the table. That's just saying that, hey, I listen to what you have to say and there are certain points that I might disagree with, but it doesn't mean that I you know, those people who disagree don't on certain points don't also see the good and that also don't see the good that you are doing for men as well.
4: 100%. And the good
2: that you're doing for women, because I think that you guys do a lot of good for women as well in yeah. terms of also ha- trying to highlight, you know, no, the, no, the no, good no. women out
0: there. I agree, because it's funny because I'm not sure if you've seen videos like this, like my wife, she will go online and she'll see like women do like whole videos. My and, reaction to us? Yeah, or like I have not dude, seen that. I like, <laughs> you know, you see, like <laughs> you know, the face of a me, then I'm on like the cover. No, I made it. What? She just, and she just and so I, but I understand. I, I understand. <laughs> this enough. Like there's enough of me online saying something crazy. <laughs> where if all you watch was that, I can understand why you would feel that way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I. I, I've gotten to a point where I'm not mad at them. I have empathy mm-hmm. I have empathy like dang like you you were triggered so much by what I did that maybe triggered something hurt that you've had in the past and you're also not even open to even understanding the other mm-hmm. side. that says a lot about you so I feel sorry that you have this video you mm-hmm, know yeah. and so uh, and so yeah, so I think that 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 happens uh, a lot and it's unfortunate and and to me, I think the part that blows my mind when a woman comes up to me and she says something like, I don't agree with everything that you said, but I like what you're trying to do.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And in my brain, I'm like, who is somebody that you agree with everything that they said? <laughs> yeah. like, that, like, why do people have to preference with that? That's mm-hmm. like saying the sky is up there, <laughs> but it's raining out. Like, <laughs> What is the point of the preference? Of course. And mm-hmm. like me, I actually think it's healthy. For women to disagree with men yeah. and men to disagree with women because we see the world differently and it's okay. Yeah. I, I like like I I've gotten to a point now if a woman agrees with everything that I said, there's something wrong with her. <laughs> I'm beyond, I think something's wrong because yeah. how can you see the like world just like are you just trying to agree with me or just trying to put on a facade? Like you should see the world differently. Like, and you're made to that do
2: that. there comes value from like having conversations where you might not agree with everything that somebody says, but you also agree on certain points because then you're able to gain different perspectives from different people and maybe even change your mind on certain things that you might've not seen before.
0: 100%, no, I I agree with that all the way. And so I think I find joy that women are different and disagree with me. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're bad people, but I think in today's world, like, we have a demonization of people who um, disagree with Mm -hmm. us. And I'm not calling anybody out, but so there's a whole community of men who, in my opinion, they profit from acting like they agree with everything that women say. Mm -hmm. Facts. They act like they believe everything that women say when deep down inside, you hang out with them <laughs> off camera. Wait, what? So,
2: wait, I have, what a, I, have, I, have, I have a question. So I think there's a big movement right now in trying to help men like tune into their emotional side, yes. if that makes sense. And then, so do you think that there are some guys out there who are trying to kind of piggyback off of that and almost tune into that too much to where the point where they just... Or trying to just basically tune into a female audience? Does that make sense? I mean, there's,
1: there's always a chance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a huge momentum where it's like an outbreak, like a pandemic. But mm-hmm. there's always a chance where you can easily see people gain success, mm-hmm. clout, fame, notoriety, and money. And it's like, okay, I can talk like this, present the content like that, and I can get the same result. There's always going to be people out there. Uh, but it's it's on the listener to really understand how to pick the right person to listen to yeah. because the intentionality will reveal itself at the end of the yeah. day. You know, so, but yeah, that threat is out there, but I don't, I, don't, I haven't seen it enough where it's a huge concern like oh, this is like a huge momentum and, they, and these men are preying on these weaker men yeah. and actually making them worse just so they can gain money. I haven't seen that yet.
0: I don't know about FIFA. In regards to the emotional, I've never seen yeah. that. So of as, far as, yeah, as
1: far as the emotional,
0: yeah. yeah. I haven't, seen, I haven't that. seen that kind of content before. But but to me, it's it's like... You're saying that there's content from, from men to men about tapping more into the emotional side? Or like
2: saying that there are men who... who are you saying that there might be guys out there who might be tuning into something that they might f- see that women might be attracted to, to try to yes. tune into oh, a female yes. audience? 100%. More so that. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And you, you and I talked about it off camera. Most people don't know this, but in 2018, we had a majority female audience going into 2019 until <laughs> yeah. we intentionally made a change in regards to it. Mm-hmm. And... When I was telling people like the mission and the vision for like what we want to do, they told us there's no money in helping black men. Like Mm -hmm. they said, there's no money in that. Like they say all the money's in black women. Many people told me that. Mm -hmm. They said, why don't you just go ahead and make your money, get your foundation, your base with the black women. And then in the future, you know, do maybe some of the men stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. That's not my purpose in life. I can't be a fish and fly and I can't be an eagle and swim. Like if whatever I'm called to do, that's what I'm gonna do. And so I said, no. And everybody thought that I was dumb. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of guys, in my opinion, they understand that if you, the black women, they they have a lot of spending power and they understand that if they tap into their emotions, they can receive a profit from it. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing wrong if if that's your genuine desire to help. But I just believe that a lot of times it's uh, not authentic, (laughs) especially when you see them behind the scenes where that's not who they are mm-hmm. you know and i think that's some of the things that i've noticed so when women see certain content creators like that and they're like well that well he thinks like that all you guys think i'm like human think like that yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah and i feel like social media is like a huge part of that just like the content that people consume yeah. whenever it's We, like, romanticize these people that are getting on there, putting on a 30-second clip that's making it seem like, oh, like, women, I agree with you with everything you say. And then this woman goes and thinks that, okay, like, now I'm in, like, the real world dating real men, and then now, like, this is what I'm expecting them to act like. So it just, I just feel like, I don't know, I just, I have a thing about social media, but it's fine, so. (laughs) You probably have the same
0: thing that he has on social media. He hates social media. Yeah. yeah, that's another. Thing. Not, yeah, it's a, it's, you have to use
1: it as a tool, but you yes. are not using it as a tool yes. properly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, the, you know the spiritual side of me, I can see how it's damaging the world.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's just like I always just say. Like I was just talking to you about this. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a consumer anymore. I know longer consume social media, but I will get on there, create, and post and
0: leave. And no, that's exactly my philosophy. Like, <laughs> no. like, 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 yeah, <laughs> people don't realize. Like I never go. Th- I never go to the explore page. I never mm-hmm. click on the homepage. Like. Only time I see your post is if it pops up the first thing because mm-hmm. all I do is post and leave. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think, I think to me, especially like viral moment culture also shapes mm-hmm. people's perception. Yeah. Yes. You know? So one of the things that I was talking to um, Mariah about is I was just saying like people don't realize that Chris and I have intentionally interviewed people on both sides. Mm-hmm. They've in- we've interviewed people who are like more on the pro I'm gonna say pro women, but more women leaning side mm-hmm. and the more men leading side, and but when the viral moments come from the more men leading side, people automatically uh, like disregard all the work that you've done on the women leading side to just have conversations. Mm-hmm. Even with our podcast, like for the first what three years, we did we did nothing but interviews. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we were sharing our opinions; we were just doing interviews for three years mm-hmm. until later on, like we felt like. We've learned enough that we wanted to share. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I just think that, unfortunately, in today's world, the Internet doesn't create enough healthy environments to create these healthier conversations, and it creates a lot of generalization and a lot of demonization between men and women.
2: Yeah, because I think social media has very much so clickbait culture where they're going to kind of push the content that has a spicy title or something like that or somebody who has a controversial opinion. And then that is kind of for the better or worse for people, how they get perceived is based off of that content.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. no, I agree. Mm -hmm. So one thing I'm curious about from both you guys' experience is, do you feel as though there is a more of a misrepresentation of Black men in society and how they are in relationships? Or do you feel like there's more for women? Or do you feel like it's equal misrepresentation on both sides from your personal experience?
2: I would say that it's probably equal. And I say that because I think sometimes Black women can get the, the whole like, oh, we're aggressive, we're loud, we're this, that, and the other um, in a relationship. But at the same time, you also get the content from black women that we're strong, we're powerful, we're girl bosses, X, Y, and Z. But I think you also get that same content from the men's side that black men can be players or just after a certain thing. But at the same time, you also, I mean, I've seen the content from black men that they are also business owners and, you know, family men and things like that. So I think it can come from both sides, um, but it it might just tune into like what you kind of subscribe to. Yeah.
3: I would say that I think the misrepresentation is more so for black men in this world and i say that because i feel like i've seen lots of especially like on tiktok sometimes i think it's ridiculous but as far as women saying different things as far as black men in a negative light as if like they're never in the homes or just like the old school stuff where this like black men have are not raising their children different things of that sort so i think that i've seen majority of content of that sort that like black men I feel like it used to be black women were misrepresented a lot. And then there's been a shift that's happened within the past few years where, and I feel like it has to do with a lot with what's happening with like the Black Lives Matter movement as well, but that black men are now being represented in a way that they're not the leaders of households anymore. And I feel like that's what I've kind of like noticed over the past few years. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
3: What do you guys think? As a black man, how would you say that you
2: view yourselves in how you're perceived by society when it comes to relationships or
1: mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I hear what Mariah is saying as far as going on both sides, but I hear what Megan saying as well, especially about the black men. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of black men putting in a lot of work that really want uh, to do good, you know, as a provider mm-hmm. and as someone in a relationship as well. And they're striving to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get online and you see the content that say ain't no really good man out here. And yes. like, I know a lot of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so even to the point where someone say they uh they are not in their home for their kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I know my older cousin Marco has custody of all his kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and he's a single father, you know, yeah. so that that doesn't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's is I see that side where it's like. You know, and to me, it's really on both sides. Like both men and women can't just assume that you know the man or, or woman is this way, and that's just you know the reality. Uh, so both people have to get better at that. But uh, to me, like I can see the misconception as far as the men and also the women as well. But I feel like as I've been doing this for six years, like you can't let those misconceptions continue to run in your yeah. life and you know let mm-hmm. that show. So I kind of just ignore those misconceptions. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I
0: think to me for year year one through four of doing the podcast it was definitely you know it was definitely the, it was men you know i think i think it was it was clear as day that i've always i've always shared that you know a lot of male stories are lost to women in my opinion yeah. because in my in my opinion i don't think there's like there's no real there's no the view you know what I mean, there's none of that for men. You no, know, like no. No. Yeah. you know, yeah. like this. I remember we got the uh, barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> barber you know, I remember one time I was in um, when I was in high school, every other week there was a girl crying about like a boy broke up with them. Oh you know? What a high school. And <laughs> <laughs> I should have had
1: like a TV camera.
0: <laughs> you know, and 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 it gives you, gives you the perception that, oh my gosh, these men are terrible. Right. But then the men just cried at home. Cause they knew they'd be quiet at school, I'm crying. and she left you. <laughs> oh my god! You do be playing up in high school. So I, so I feel like there was like, and then, then you, then you factor into the equation that women use more words on, on average, than men. Mm-hmm. So men are less expressive like that, anyway. You know. Yeah. So I feel like for like year one through four, it was heavily men were misrepresented. I think which is what caused well maybe what you've seen which mm-hmm. is a shift. Where now the guys are like now we talking, you know, <laughs> and we talking the way men talk. Yeah, and men
2: male podcasters. <laughs> yeah,
0: and men if when they feel it can get very abrasive, mm-hmm. and it's just raw emotion. And to Chris's point, I think one time he said like when a when a woman speaks of raw emotion, she would just say, "I'm just speaking my mind." And she expects you to receive that message however it is. However loud she gets, however many mother efforts she throws at, like it's perceived as, okay, she's not bad. She just, she's emotional, right? Mm -hmm. So, if you see a woman outside cussing out some dude. Don't take it personally. You probably be like, (laughs) what did he do? Yeah. Yeah. What did he do? Like, dang, what did he do? But you see a man cussing out a woman. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. There's no he's a, I wonder what she did. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, there's not, there's yeah. none you of going that. going too crazy yeah. on Yeah. And so, so to me, I I see the, what happened now was now all those stories that were hidden mm-hmm. for all those years, it came out. Yeah. Like, every story. And so, women like you mm-hmm. would see stories like that and feel like these men are miscategorizing mm-hmm. Women, because I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. Because n- what's happened is never before men able to share their horror experiences, right. and now they're sharing so many, it makes it feel like that's mm-hmm. all the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's really all the years of hurt and frustration mm-hmm. and disappointment that you were holding up, you letting it out. I'm gonna tell you about Keisha and Jasmine <laughs> <Yeah>. and Tatiana <laughs> and Vera. I'm gonna tell you about all these girls. Yeah. And so now I see that. Yes, I can now see it's a little bit balanced now Mm -hmm. where it's like equally black men and black women Mm -hmm. are getting like really bad raps where Mm -hmm. I know a bunch of YouTubers who make a lot of money just by showing you the worst black women in in the world. Mm -hmm. That's how they make money. Let me find the worst black women in the world and let me show you them acting up Mm -hmm. and how crazy women are and that's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. So, I understand that Mm -hmm. dynamic and, and I also know it's a community of women who feed off that stuff. Mm -hmm. They feed off of hearing about what men do wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, you know, Lipstick Alley and all these blogs and stuff like that, the message board, they love that kind of stuff. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) All that negative stuff You feed into your life Every
1: single day Cannot be healthy 100% Yeah
3: Yes And then Just like what you were saying As I was thinking about How it's like The negative content No one You go on an amazing date With the woman Mm -hmm. Or you go on an amazing date With the guy You're not hopping Most people are not Hopping online And telling this A beautiful story And Mm -hmm. wanting to share that Because that's not Going to get all the clicks That's not going to get all the likes You're not going to really Get paid for that But you had a horrible time With somebody And it was such a negative experience That's what you're going to Get on and share And so and like that's my thing like why why can't we shift into sharing more content that's going to be positive for us Mm -hmm. as far as individuals black people men women like that's Mm -hmm. what we should push forward but i mean i mean innately we just are just drawn to negative stuff so we're not going to see that and
0: and i was talking to mariah about this and and we and i and i was telling her i said so what one of the things that you see happen is that the happiest people are the most quiet people Mm -hmm. because they peacefully live in their lives yeah you know, they're yeah. happy, they, you know, they, they have nothing going on. Like, you know, they have no drama, they have no violence, they have no disrespect. So, they just, they don't, wanna, they don't want none of this madness. <laughs> <They> <laughs> be with their family, tucked away in the cut, nobody mm-hmm. knows what's going on, living a peaceful life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, now the internet is bombarded and, and content is being created by the most frustrated people, yeah. the most angry people, the most emotional people. And so, no, I agree with you. I think there definitely seems more positive content, but it's just unfortunately in today's world, a lot of the most positive people, they don't ever talk. Mm-hmm. And if they do talk, they don't go as viral as negative people. Yes. Right.
2: That's, yeah. I have a question for you. Go ahead. So, I'm not really on social media like that small following, like less than a thousand. Um, I was one time on a date with a guy and he asked me like we had, we had met in person and then we had gone on the date. On the date, we had exchanged social media platforms or whatever. And he looked at mine and he was like, well, why don't you have that many followers? And I was like, <gasps> he literally asked me that. And I was like, uh, because I just don't, my account is private. I don't have like a bunch of, like, I don't let everybody just follow me that I don't know. Yeah. And he was like, and why are you following like more people that then follow you. It was like a (laughs) different, it was like, yeah, it was like (sighs) a ratio of like only a couple people or whatever, but I was just (laughs) like, is that, does that matter? Is that something that people now look at? Would you say from your, from your personal perspective from guys is a woman who is on social media and you know, active on social media, more attractive than somebody who is more quiet on social media. I
0: think about that little Yachty song. You know what so I'm talking about. I spy with my little oh, yeah. <laughs> eye. cute. They don't get too many likes. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to me, I think about what you just said. Back in my single days, if a girl follows me, I never I click on the little like button to see their profile and I wait to see how many followers and following comes out. You got a If fun. I see 400 followers, 4,000 following, I'll even wait for the pictures to load. I just, I just close the page. So I, I already know what time of day it is because in my brain, I'm like... Like, this is going to sound bad. <laughs> But I just don't think you can be a, an attractive woman <laughs> with 400 followers? Not before but following 4000 people. Okay. Only I also you. think
2: that same thing about men because yeah. do you never see the guys who they might have 400 followers but they're following 4000 yeah. and it's like, "Oh," and then they try to follow me and I'm like, "Oh, so you about to follow any random girl out here and I don't even know this guy." You know what I mean? Yeah. So so
0: to so to me when a guy told you that his brain was probably it's not like like a, like a like a double sided compliment where he's like, "Wow, you're so attractive. Mm-hmm. Why are you only have 900 followers?" That's mm-hmm. I that's the yeah, that was my first yeah. thing that popped up. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. that's what he was thinking. And and that may be like good, but then I guess yeah. he's also wondering like, but you follow a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know. And so usually when you see that, it must mean that. You know, what's if, the ratio? Even if it's a
2: difference of like I, 30 people, like 30 people difference. Oh, no, no. Like it's he's, like he's 700 it. versus 730. He's, he's you know richy, what I mean? It's not richy. like I'm following 3,000 okay, or something. Yeah, it's like nah, difference nah. of like 30 there's, people. There's something in It's like, him. I'm sorry, Beyonce's not following me back. <laughs> <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? No, I can't nah. get her. <laughs> I'm that's, trying. Yeah. I'm just
1: that's more do so with him. And like, I don't know if it's a fear, I don't know if it's insecurity, but that's something that has nothing to do with you because. 30 more, it means nothing. You have a balanced portfolio. Also
2: on the opposite side of the spectrum. So just like you were saying in that little Yachty song, how sometimes guys deem it attractive if women have small followings. Is that because men... I've also had that situation. Is that because men don't like the... Threat of possibly having other guys. No, like,
4: I, I, like I what? Like what point.
2: about a, of a small following is then attractive?
1: I think the small following is attractive because it's kind of like it's an innocence a part of it, and mm-hmm. it's like you're not really reaching like for attention for yeah. the world. Yeah, you know, so you kind of like you in your own bubble. You know. You know what you were You're like a small like you're valuable and nobody knows about it mm-hmm. so it's like to me that's more of a rare commodity mm-hmm. and that's what I thought more men would want yeah. to find someone that, <clears throat> that they find attractive that don't have that mean, you know following I per se don't look at it as like a threat like you had this amount mm-hmm. well let me back up I wouldn't <laughs> say like a threat but I'm saying like if this is like you have 10,000 it's like okay why you have 10,000 and let's mm-hmm. just figure out because it could be a business. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, she could be a fitness trainer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those things can make sense. Um, but as far as like. Like uh feeling threatened by by like, I don't want her to have that much because mm-hmm. of the threat of her potential guys yeah. that I think that exists, but it doesn't exist for me personally, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I do think that exists for certain guys. And I think that will reveal them itself in a relationship. It will come out because you we get that with that on the women's side. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have a certain following as a guy, these women see, you know, they go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So
3: what would be categorized as a small following that I guess is like the rare gem kind of following? It t- to me, it depends,
1: that's it depends on location. Um
2: Like where the woman is in the Yeah, because world like me, like
1: th- I can't say three thousand. Like if you in Dayton, Ohio, three thousand might be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fact, right? yeah. now, if you in just... New York, three thousand is not that much. You know, so yeah. it really just it really just depends. Like I think it's more of just like look at the activity, look at the behavior, more so of the number. Like yeah. the number, it, it like if you had it for fifteen years, you may have a lot of followers because you had it for so long. Mm-hmm. What's what is the content that I'm consuming on this? Like, what are you showing? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's more I so what I feel like people need to worry about.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think that because I mean, I, I remember when I first like met you, and then I was honestly surprised that like you didn't have very much of a following. So I, I will say that. That's what like, I was you like. You need Man. to post more. Mm-hmm. I did. I would I would say that you would need to post more. But now I recant all of that stuff. That's what yeah. i <laughs> But like, I think that definitely now so is more so looking at what people are posting as far as like their content. Like if it's just somebody who's posting things that's, like they have a large following. It's just pictures of them. I don't know, like just at the gym, just no clothes on. I go to see the caption. There's no substance in it. It's just like, oh, like, Friday, and then you just get all these likes and people are commenting. It's kind of like, for me, I kind of see that as this woman isn't someone that I naturally want to be friends with because like, you're not really feeding it to me. And that's not like positive content or And that's going to like make someone grow. Versus if you go to like someone's page that has a large following and like they have like inspirational things in their caption. Like it's a beautiful picture, but like they're actually like sharing a message. Yeah. So I feel like that should be a bigger, I guess, flex for people when it comes to things like that so if someone's judging how much like following they have like we should look at what are they actually like sending out to the world
0: because i think what also happens is the same way that you guys feel about social media in the same way that some guys feel about it so when they see a woman very active on social media they uh uh, relate social media to like a lot of unhealth Mm
4: -hmm. so they
0: may see her as like really unhealthy
4: Mm -hmm. so
0: if she has like fifty thousand followers unless she has a business like chris said they're like Okay, she must be active on here. No, she you, must yeah, you be posting on here to get those many followers. She must yeah. have gone viral on one of these baddie pages. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? She yeah. must have done something to get there versus a woman who doesn't have many followers. It communicates like... She's not into that world. It's like a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like meeting a girl in person that says, I don't even have an Instagram.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, whoa. whoa. you know <laughs> What's your name? Again? Well, I don't know. I don't I don't it?
3: think so. Cause people think that's weird these days when people don't have an Instagram.
0: Women I've, or men?
3: Both. Both. Uh, like I have talked to dudes and they've said that. If they meet someone they have no social media, they think that's weird. And women too, they say like, oh, you don't have any kind of Instagram. Like that's, they think that's weird. If the
0: girl looks good enough, I I, I don't think he gives a F. (laughs) 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 I think he will find it weird if he maybe meets her out in a club and it's dark and he can't really see her <laughs> well, and he's like, that's weird, you don't got one. But if he's meeting freaking, you know, Beyonce, and she's like, I'm not on social media. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I want your number anyway, <laughs> Beyonce. You don't got social media. Like, you know, I don't, I don't see, I don't uh, see it. But hey, to East maybe there is a community of guys that feel that way. I feel as though it's like, as a man, you want to know, this is gonna sound bad, but you want to know that your woman isn't like publicly traded commodity. You know what I mean? You want to feel oh, like see so see now your <laughs> time is oh, yeah. Yeah. publicly yeah. traded. <laughs> I
3: was like, yeah, we off. Both <laughs> like I said, it's the delivery <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I like it. Sell that traded top, publicly <laughs> traded
0: commodity. Okay. You want to feel like your woman is private. You want to feel like your woman is just for you. You want to. Sometimes feel like that goes pass. in. Yeah. Sometimes
2: that goes into the own like ownership of a
0: woman kind
4: of Not that, that, that
2: intense, no, you know what, not that intense, but you know, just wanting a woman to themselves in, in that. Does yeah. that make sense? Let me, like, I, I might, I'm definitely phrasing it wrong explain, just like you did. Explain you, it, you, you know, explain it. It's
0: it. To me, I'm reading a book called um it must be a good book. Evolution of <laughs> Desire by Dr. <laughs> William Buster, the world's leading expert on human mating. <laughs> Amazing book. I would highly advise anyone to to read it. It really breaks down the psychology of of male-female desire. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that men desire cross-culturally in women is fidelity. Because he argues that men cannot guarantee paternity. They can't guarantee it. A woman, you know, it's yours. It's in your body. <laughs> like, it, it's not, you know, I let your mother marry. Like, you know, you know <laughs> fact, this is your baby. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, there is a level of sexual exclusivity that's mm-hmm. important for you as a man. Even when you see like, it's interesting enough story, like when you see um, chimpanzees and a lot of these um, um, animals, what they do is that they get the women first and then they get to reproduce first so, because when the women get in, uh, when women are in heat, they reproduce first and the most often. They're more likely to have the offspring. So it's a, a weird thing with men where you want to ensure the paternity. So when a woman appears sexually provocative, mm-hmm. you feel as though, dang, that like I couldn't trust that woman. It's something that's an instinct in a man where he's it, it makes her nervous. So going back to it's not necessarily ownership is that. I want to feel like that sexual component to my woman only belongs to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. to feel like it belongs to the whole entire world. It doesn't belong <laughs> to the whole, yeah. whole, whole world. You know? and it's not, yeah. I'm not only you because that's what it is. Yeah. Right.
2: Which also goes into the content that said woman who has a large following is creating. Because yeah. if you're following the girl and you're talking about the girl who has a large following she got a bbl she's posting nothing but but pictures or you know all that type of stuff oh,
1: so you do know you follow <laughs> i know they exist
2: <laughs> <laughs> then then yeah you're gonna you might feel some type of way about that woman versus a woman who has a large following who isn't making that type of content
1: and then you gotta also think about it and this is just respectfully like am i going to bring you around my family this is like you're you're, <laughs> you're an extension of me you know mm-hmm. so it's yeah, like. Your social media, what you do on there, what content you post on there, it represents me as well. I work hard mm. on my representation, yeah. Yeah. so my extension of like, if you're going to be a part of me, and like I, uh, yeah, I'm looking at everything, mm-hmm. you know. So, and it's not, I'm not owning you.
0: I was triggering. No, it's triggering.
2: He said traded. No,
0: there's definitely, there's definitely an extreme to that, right? So, like, you see. Like chastity belts are the most extreme versions of that, right? You guys know what chastity belts. I missed me on that. I don't brother. know. So basically, in the medieval days, during the during the period of time when the Europeans went on the Crusades to Jerusalem to fight the, the Muslims, um, like so that's sort of like medieval with the knights and all that stuff. What a lot of these men would do is they'll give their wives a chastity belt, which basically was like a, a metal undergarment where he only had the key, and it was like where now that's ownership. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> So, because his idea was, I'm be a war for four years. I know these dudes are going to create. I need to make sure. That's the extreme version of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I, it's really based upon that fear that women never have. A woman will never have the fear that I will raise a child unless you're swapped at birth, right? That's mm-hmm. not my own.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's
0: a lot of men who have that fear, and all it takes is to hear one story.
2: Even today, you feel like that's still a fear of men?
0: 100%. In 2022,
2: that, that's like a common fear that guys not, have? Not a,
0: I think it's a biological fear to why men are more controlling than women at times.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think mm-hmm. it's it's something that's like... Behaviors that you see today are, in my opinion, are like a byproduct of things that's happened for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the th- phenomena I see online today is how one story can shape everyone's reality. Yeah. Perfect example 9-11. Nobody thought anything about Muslims for that hundreds of years in America. 5 Muslims or whoever blew up the World Trade Center and all of a sudden, Muslims became public enemy number one in America. Like, if you got on a plane in 2001, you saw somebody say a lock bar praying, you would get nervous. Why? Because mm-hmm. you saw one image of one group of people and in your brain created the generalization. So, there are stories of men who they, you know, found out later that their children wasn't theirs but it was their neighbors. Mm-hmm. It was the, you know, the the, the the school teacher. It was this guy. It was that guy. It was a pool boy. It was a pool boy. <laughs> and, and all it takes is that story to go viral online to create that idea in a man's brain that that's a possibility.
2: But I think that all boils down to the character of the woman that they're choosing. Yeah. Because I think that regardless of whoever you pick, men or women, there's one thing that people all need. They need security and they need consistency. Yeah. So I feel like if you have those two things, then you're not worried about that your significant other doing X, Y, and Z if you have those two things. Like, you're not going to be worried about your girl doing, like, being having a high following on social media or my the fact that she might be able to hook up with the next guy the guy next door if you're choosing someone who has a good character
0: so my question is do you guys i'm, I'm quoting on my american literature here you, <laughs> did you guys ever read the book of dr jekyll and mr hyde no 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 i can believe with the story no, no. okay so, <laughs> Doctor Jekyll.
2: Jekyll,
3: heard Jekyll, it I know the song.
2: Jekyll, Jekyll, you're the Doctor Jekyll Hyde. Uh, yeah.
4: like I think they
2: say the
0: song, and I'm like, <laughs> "Arthur." Yeah, you're the Arthur. I don't know the song. So that's based on the idea of there was this doctor who took a for, like a, a formula, and he became a monster at night. Mm-hmm. So he was a doctor during the day and a monster at night. So it's this idea of like having these dual personalities. So, what I've noticed in today, there's a lot of conversations about like these Dr. Jekyll, Mr. High relationships where women will be like, he was a perfect, most amazing guy. And all of a sudden, he became his abusive husband. And then men Mm -hmm. will be like, oh, she was this innocent, loving, supportive girl. And then all of a sudden, she was this abusive woman and cheated on me, took half my money, took my kids. So, I think what happens online is people don't even believe in the in negative camps, negative men, negative women, that there's women who show positivity and character. They don't believe that they're being authentic mm. and the women feel the same way as well because they think that you're just doing this right now to switch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the good
1: guy and the bad guy in the beginning looks the same. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody, you know, on their best behavior. Yeah. At the ber- at
0: the ber- so, how yeah. do you, like,
1: how, like, for you, married woman, mm-hmm. how did you know that, you know, the love, y'all relationship was authentic, where well, he was Mr. Jek- Jekyll? Yes. And, or Mr. Hyde? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That you got jazz.
3: Yeah. So I think it just uh, had to deal with how he and I met. So we met the attender and it was kind of the, well, I guess I approached him because like I said, how are you before? And then uh, he pursued me in a way that like I really wasn't at the point that I was like ready to be with somebody. I was kind of on my me journey and. Hi, I'm girl, really- Summer. No, no, I'm not there. talking about summer. <laughs> no, I was like praying and fasting kind of yeah. summer. So like, no. In PT school. Yes, You're literally studying. in PT school. Like, no, like I did not want to deal with anybody because I was so good by myself. But like he came at me in a way that he really showed me that we were supposed to be together like he never gave up. Like I would push him away. Like you, she was. I would literally try to make up all the excuses. Like I would push him away, and she would just be like, "Oh, he seems like a good guy." And like, I don't know, I don't know, Mariah. He probably does it. He's probably crazy because just cause, like things I've in my past. And so I had to like use her as a gatekeeper, as somebody that who would meet him first and be like, "What do you think about this person? Like, what vibes are you getting?" Because I just didn't trust my vibes. um But like, he was very consistent. He. Uh, I feel like when I saw him sing and lead his choir at church, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I've never seen a man do something like this before. Oh, so your brother
1: can sing. <laughs> yeah. It's, when you yeah, can yeah, like sing, man. Sing.
3: It helps, man.
1: It <laughs> does,
3: man. Come over to do some work. <laughs> yes, literally. And so it was just the fact that, and like, also, he had been on a journey where he found himself. Like, he had gone to therapy. And I, at this point in time, we met in like 2000. 19 that wasn't the whole black people going to therapy thing wasn't a huge thing there so for me to see that in a guy that he's working on himself um just him personally it was huge and so i think that's like how like i felt like i knew like okay this is a person i'm supposed to be with and uh, we became best friends and it got me to the point that like okay now seven months in he's like okay what are we doing because like we've done all this together and now Let's make this relationship and like I was just like okay, let's yeah. do it. So
1: seven months in, bro. yeah, so, you gonna put a lot of pressure on people. In so, so here, here, here's
0: what <laughs> yeah, I he had to wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna put a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> seven months in, he got to be your girlfriend. Well, yeah.
3: seven months, I mean, oh, not to, to get wait. married, just, just be in a, a relationship. A exactly. and now, oh yeah, yeah no, brother, I married. Oh,
0: quick, no, 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 no. <laughs> to me, what I've noticed is that so many women. In my experience, I, my, my dad says, you add your experience to it so they don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I always add that now. That's my experience. So many women, in my experience, when they go through the hurt of dating, which everyone goes through, mm-hmm. they have such a difficult, not difficult, such, such an extensive application process. <laughs> for men to have to pass. And my thing was I I told the story last couple of days ago so I'm not going to tell it again. But <laughs> my thing was I did not ever want to do that. And I feel like a lot of guys feel that way about um, good women
4: mm-hmm.
0: or religious women to even use that terminology. and And because to me it's just like why do I have to prove myself more because of what somebody did in your past?
3: Oh yeah, that's not fair.
2: But I think that's. I think it's not fair. But I think that sometimes what people look for are some are things that they might have not had in other relationships, and yeah. that way, and now they know like what they do and do not want. So it's not necessarily like the list got longer, but they just have a clearer view of what they won't accept anymore mm-hmm. yeah
3: because sorry good well i was to say i i wouldn't say that like i had an extensive application process yeah. it was more so that
0: seven I, months of friendship <laughs>
3: that
0: like a seven months before <laughs> a just friendship? before we like kissed like, like,
3: you said what? it was just seven months before we kissed seven so, months okay is seven months a long time <laughs> like what seven months a baby is born in nine months that's not that long
1: i mean you're talking about for a first kiss i'm not gonna lie to you like here seven days about <laughs> <to you. laughs> let me
0: let me let me tell you, let me tell you why i if you're a woman whatever you do whatever you do to make yourself feel comfortable do it Fair. doesn't matter what chris says Doesn't matter what i say i'll tell whatever jokes. you whatever you feel comfortable <laughs> do it with mm-hmm. that being said <laughs> to me this is what, in my opinion, is, is, a, is a hard thing. Application process is about the timeliness of it. So, it's not really like, okay, you, you have a longer application requirement for more of applica- more timeliness. So, what women will do, is they say, I need you to prove to me that you're worth my time. That you're worth invading my peace, as they say. You know, so like, <laughs> you're worth entering into my life. So a guy has to go through that period of time to prove that to you. Mm-hmm. All the well, he's investing time, he's investing energy, he's investing effort. It may be a situation where she may not even, not saying you were, may not want him to invest in other women. Because that shows that you're not serious about me.
4: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: So the guy's putting all this work and at any point of the process, the woman can be like, uh, I'm just not ready. Mm-hmm. Five, six months in. I'm not ready. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling it. That's happy, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a long no,
3: time. I mean, like, I agree with what you're saying. I think looking back at where I was at in my life then as what, like a 23 year old woman, like, I don't think that it was right for me to have the mindset that like, I was so fearful of allowing somebody to come into my life. But I believe that because we had that, Foundation of us just hanging out, being friends and like us actually building that with each other. It's made our marriage so much stronger because we have that strong foundation. And like we were dating three months in. It's just the fact that like before I got intimate, it was like, OK, the time frame just naturally became like, oh, wow, it's seven months. And I didn't realize we didn't realize that until like it's now a year into our relationship. And he's just looking like, man, I did all that stuff in the <laughs> beginning. But it's just like it's not. But so like I understand what you're saying I just think that at that point in time in my life, that's like where I was at. One hundred percent. And uh, if it would have gone faster, cool. But if
0: I think it's I think good it should because, not like have. you said, it was where you were at. and what you what you needed. So it's what you needed. You needed that time. You needed to get to know somebody. I just know for a lot of men, that's like hard.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's hard. Why? Be- well, it's hard for one of two things. One, I've always said, it's easier to want a butler than to be a butler. And so, it's very easy to want someone to service you when you don't have to service somebody else. So, a lot of men are in a position where they're having to prove to her that I am worth your time. So, you're in a position where you're doing a lot, going above and beyond time, energy, sometimes money to prove to her to to then start to date. Mm -hmm. And so, she's now guarded. She's not showing you her real self. She's not opening up. So you're having to invest so much in somebody, and then she said, "All right, seven months, eight months, a year in, two years in. All right, now I'm gonna let you see into me." And so now, what can happen is, I feel as though it's also going back to wasting my time. Mm-hmm. When a woman's ready, she won't. She ain't waiting a year for. You know what? Stick around for a year. I want you. I want to fill you out. Well. I want. Like you're not all you're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like what happens with some men is that. With the good girls, they make them wait very long—not for sex. If you, am not talking about for sex? I'm just saying, wait to get a relationship, and they have to prove themselves. And then it also, to me, creates an unhealthy re- dynamic for one of two reasons. One of my controversial take, where I believe men should not impress women. I think it's, I think it's unhealthy. And two, I believe what also it does, it creates a, a It creates a selfish relationship. Not saying you have one, obviously. Mm -hmm. It creates a selfish one where the woman views it's your job to impress me and it's the man thinking that it's my job to impress her versus we're both impressing, serving, giving one another. Yeah,
3: so that's what I was going to say. I feel like the other side of that was the other perspective that was discounting because in that journey of the man pursuing the woman, like I'm also pursuing him. I'm taking him out on dates. I'm, but this is kind of where I am. So m- most people not, not agree with this, but like, I'm creating a date. I'm paying for dinner. Like we're at a point in time in our life where like money wasn't like the factor of things. The fact that's enjoying time together. So as a woman, you should still be putting in the same type of energy that he is. Or you're not just sitting back there like, Oh, just shower me with gifts. Like at that's dumb.
0: Because from your story, I, Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I heard that you were hesitant to be with him and she had to maybe talk you into it. So, I'm wondering at what point were you even open? Because I I don't see you, I could be wrong, month two being hesitant and paying for dates. So, I'm wondering at what point were you actually paying and then how much did he have to invest to make the hesitancy go away to where you felt comfortable investing in him further?
3: So, the first time I paid for a date was probably, I would say, the second month that we were together.
0: To and You can use the word together. Okay,
3: sorry. The second month that we were dating. Okay, We were okay. going on dates.
0: Okay, cool, cool.
3: So, and, like, exclusively dating. He was the only person I was talking to at that time, and, like, I was as well for him. And we had that understanding. So, we discussed these things. It wasn't as if this was something that was under the rug. Okay. I think you can still in Megan's situation,
2: she I think was not necessarily fully ready to be in a relationship and trying to figure out what that path meant for her going forward. But still enjoying the time that she was spending with her now husband. Like they were, you know, they were spending time together, they were enjoying each other's company. And I think over that period of time, next thing you know, seven months goes by. You know what I mean? What but, I don't
0: yeah. get, and maybe you you have a different view for me. I don't get the whole exclusive before boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't understand that. I I'll agree with that. I think that I think that's so silly.
3: That we were only <laughs> dating each other.
1: I mean, like, there's, to me, <clears throat> it's, this is where it's interesting. Like, I understand the fact that you would do it as far as, like, especially if some guys need to practice monogamy. Because, like, <laughs> like, it's hard. To, there's some there's some guys where they haven't been in a relationship. Yeah. So if they haven't been in a relationship. They don't know what it's like to not, just only to talk to one woman. Yeah. They always, you know. But then how are you exclusive then? You're like, it's what not that exclusive you're exclusive. Mean? It's much more of like, hey, like I'm 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 willing to let go of the stuff that I'm not taking seriously. It's not like it just it's exclusivity, but it's much more of just like, you know, a pre-contractual agreement. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? But it's it's showing like, hey, I'm only for and to me, you're naturally gonna do that anyway. You're naturally gonna only talk to one person if you really truly want to be with that person. Like, you know, and then around that time, that's when you start you will get together. But I think I think um, like I I hear what you're saying as far as like, you know, the like you need like a time period to do it. I don't think it's necessary, but I can understand why people do it, too.
4: You look confused.
0: Yeah, because in my brain, I'm like, okay, so exclusive means you're not dating anybody else. Mm -hmm. I'm not dating anybody else. But it's it's not it shouldn't be an initial thing, though. No, I'm saying when you get yeah. to that point, yeah. you're not sleeping with anybody else. Yeah. I'm not sleeping with anybody else. Yeah. I'm investing my time in you, You're investing your time in me. Yeah. How are we not boyfriend and girlfriend? But to me, <laughs> point, well, like you get that point, to that point. point yes. At that point, you should be going towards that.
3: Like, yeah, yes, that was the goal. Like, are I'm, you saying doing this.
2: No, you don't have to answer in your current relationship, but in past relationships, you have been like dating other people up into the point where y'all had that conversation?
0: Yes. No. <laughs> like you were cool.
2: literally talking to all the all other people, and then that girl that you decided to be in a relationship with, you were like, so, okay, now I'll drop them.
0: To Chris's point, here's how I feel: I feel like when I'm really into a girl, I naturally drop the others. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. yeah. But but go ahead. Go ahead. If <laughs> I'm not making you my girlfriend, I'll make you drop your others. Facts. That's facts, though. That
3: I don't make saying you saying that, huh? I said I don't think anyone's saying that. But,
0: if, if you're saying me and him were exclusive, that means that he wasn't allowed to have others and neither was I. Is that not- No,
3: it was never an allowed type of thing. It was naturally, we were both on the same page that like we wanted to be with each other. However, I was at the point that I needed to just get over the fact that like this ideal that I created myself, that I was going to be by myself and I was good with that, made it this like who's promised with God that I'm good by myself. I don't need anybody. I needed to break that for myself. But naturally, it was just a natural process. That, like, I wasn't talking to anybody else and neither was he because he knew he wanted to be with me. I knew I wanted to be with him, but I had to get over that hump for within my mind.
0: Yeah, but I guess what I and, the, and you are probably doing what, what, what I've done and what Chris has done. But I know for a lot of people, they they're like, I was dating somebody. Then we were exclusive for four months. Then we became boyfriend, and I'm like, mm, "What is this yes, transition here? No, like exclusive yeah, it's like
1: It's like they're not in a relationship, and they not, and they not. Yeah, it's
0: like. It's like what, what? What is it? I'm yeah. like, I'm trying yeah. to understand. Like, what
1: are, I think, yeah, I'm thinking what, what she's saying, what I've been saying, what even what you experienced. That's what what she went through. Okay. It's not so
0: much of like we're exclusive. It was like a trial run. <laughs> so would you <laughs> yeah, would you, would you, would you have been mad at him if he would have been with other women?
3: No. No. Okay. I don't think you can be mad if you don't no. have that if you don't have conversation. conversation. You, okay, your facial expression showed you did not believe me. No, I was
0: shocked. I was shocked <laughs> because for no. me, Here's, when a woman, and I'm just generalizing from my experience that, I'm generalizing <laughs> from my experience, when a woman has been through a lot, especially if it's been infidelity, right? Mm-hmm. And she's dating a guy and she's really serious about him. And then she sees that he's maybe entertaining others. She will equate that to him not being serious or him being a player, and that will be a red flag, and that could potentially disqualify him.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that anger or him, dis- her disqualifying him, just comes from hurt. Yeah, like dang, like I really thought that I like we were vibing. I dropped pretty much everybody for you, so then to find somebody isn't doing the same, it doesn't have that reciprocal energy. It might still be entertaining other people. I think that anger just comes from hurt, ultimately. I agree. Yeah. So turning the whole conversation back on you as a married man. Yeah. So as somebody who has probably had, obviously, other relationships prior to your current marriage that have failed, how do you feel like that, as a man, made your list different when you were trying to then look for... A serious relationship?
1: It's a good transition question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've only had two girlfriends my entire life, mm-hmm. both of them after 28 years old, 27, 28, one of the two. Um, so I feel like the first girl, it's funny because every time I talk about her, she watches the video. <laughs> you, she's here watching the video. I think you, somehow she finds no the video. I don't think she watches them, I think somehow she finds them. <laughs> How? I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) That's crazy. I don't know, but but, uh, I I learned a lot about you're 100% right. It shaped everything. Like, even I (laughs) people all the time, like, most of my advice is not dating advice. Most of my advice is don't waste your time with the wrong person because that was my life. mm -hmm. So, most of my advice is that. Um, I think what happened was I had a naivete about if she loves God and she looks good, then you guys can get married. Mm-hmm. So, I had this <laughs> immature worldview and I didn't understand like temperament, mm-hmm. which is what I'm, I'm huge on temperament today. That's like, that's like my thing. Like <laughs> emotional temperament is everything. Mm-hmm. So, dating, my first girlfriend taught me that I cannot date a woman who has a fiery temperament. Or passionate tight A temperament. It does not work. <laughs> yeah. So I learned that. And so moving forward it shaped my views to like, if I'm gonna marry a woman, she has to like balance me out. Mm-hmm. And so so yeah, I definitely believe the dating experience of that one girl really helped shape me. But I think it was mainly more of my failures. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even getting her relationship it really shaped all my behaviors more than just that one relationship. Yeah,
2: so that's what I'm saying. I feel like it ends up being the same on both sides. You have experiences and then makes you realize what you do and do not want, which then kind of compiles the attributes that you're looking for. Yeah, in the and,
0: but I think that the, the big thing that helps me and, 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 it, and it helps men and women if it's done correctly is that i never got cynical about women
4: mm-hmm.
0: i never did no matter how many times i got rejected no matter how many times it didn't work i never got cynical mm-hmm. and i think that's all something that happens unfortunately to a lot of men and women mm-hmm. is that in my opinion you have like three four relationships before you get really bitter and you're about, done and yeah. you're done you know i'm getting the dog and saying Screw. <laughs> <laughs> you know and so i think you're right relationship will will help you learn, yeah. but if you get into too many, I think it's really hard to give. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I loved about my wife, obviously she's like younger than me, but what I loved was that I never had like that 18-year-old puppy dog, high school, I never had it. Mm-hmm. So, like my love was very pure and innocent, but a lot of the girls I dated, that was gone. Like was, they were so guarded. They've been hurt by so many guys. They've been that, that innocent, pure love. It would take you years of perfect behavior to unlock perfect behavior. <laughs> yeah. You know. And so, to me, like to be able to be with somebody who give you that—that that was like big for me because yeah. I just know I didn't I never had that kind of experience before. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think
2: that comes from a lot of work that you have to do on your own. Probably just what you were going through after mm-hmm. you got out of a relationship and then yeah. met your husband. You know, working on yourself and making sure that you're in the right headspace to then move forward into a relationship. Because if you're not in the right headspace and you can't see people clearly for what they bring to the table, you're just going to end up bitter when you move to the next one.
0: I have a question for you, ladies. From the men that you guys have dated and from what you've seen personally, what would you say is the biggest thing guys are lacking? Would it be the physical look, the emotional stability, the financial stability, or would it be the spiritual groundedness? Out of those four things, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, what were the things that you're like, great question, that men lacked the most and what was the easiest thing to find?
2: I think that it just depends on the person that I was dating at the time because I might have been in a relationship and it not worked out for X reason. Again, another relationship that... What's
0: most consistent? Most in your and your friend's life? That in you like the, see, oh, this is the most consistent thing that we all as a group complain that men are lacking, as well as what's the most consistent thing that we, 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 we get this more often than not?
2: I think, honestly, it just goes off of communication. Like, if the two people who are in a relationship don't communicate well... Then they're that it, they have friction that causes fights, and then it ends up turning. So, I think it can be like a lack of communication on both on maybe the man's side, maybe also my friend's side as well. I don't know, but you know,
3: that openness and vulnerability to like discuss so emotional, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I yeah. was gonna say that I think that definitely emotional was the biggest thing,
0: and, yeah. And what that was point. the most and what was the thing that you're like. We get guys like this all the time. Like, there's, they're, they're always spiritual. They're always good-looking. They're always financially stable. Like, what was the most consistent out of those three things that you're like, it's not hard to find a guy like this?
3: Well, from my experience when I was dating, it was financial.
0: It wasn't hard to find a guy with money? No, yeah. it's not hard.
3: Yeah. I would say probably...
2: I think it's not hard to find somebody sometimes who has like good and en- like charisma energy um or like looks okay yeah yeah
0: yeah because i'm always interested in just like like that like cuz when women say okay there's no good guys out there obviously you guys are not saying that mm-hmm. it's like that it's such a generaliza- generalization like what specifically is lacking mm-hmm. and you both said emotional i yeah. think that's really interesting because What I've noticed about that conversation about men lacking emotionally is that the same things that gave him his strengths are the same things that gave him his weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Here's what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. You want me to explain that?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll go to Patreon for that one, guys. (laughs) (laughs) and, And what that is, is that Thanks so much for watching that amazing episode with those two lovely young ladies. If you guys want more additional content, you can be able to sign up for Patreon to be able to get more of that conversation. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It gets really, really good. So if you want to go ahead and sign up, go to patreon.com slash the roommates. The link is in the description below. Patreon has a lot of additional content besides more of that episode and so much more value that will really benefit your life. So sign up. Don't delay. Patreon.com slash roommates. Have a great day, and I hope to see the rest of you guys on Patreon.